Car seat in the back, you know what that means. In Chicago, driving to my hotel, class tomorrow. Really, really pumped to be here. Two classes back to back. First one, Cal, you met Parker. And then Hobart. A lot of new, interesting stuff for the group here. We spent a lot of time researching your case law. We've got a lot of good case law for both states. Hopefully, open some eyes to what's going on. And as I'm driving, I'm just thinking about, hmm. How can I bring some value to you guys today? And I thought about new people, and my mind's wild, so just going. I'm like thinking about new people, what it's like to be an, a police officer. I was thinking about a, uh, a girl that was having difficulty and second questioning herself, second guessing herself and questioning if she's doing what's correct, she's having bad results, but eager to go out and do the work. And this video is going to be for those people who want to know where to start. Even for the older guys, if you see those people in your agency that are struggling trying to figure it out because it isn't a thing you can just learn overnight, but you have to start somewhere. Here's some advice that can help you go in the right direction. I get that it's hard to be a cop, especially a new cop, and especially trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking about in this group all the time. Good news is you have a shitload of people in here who can help you get better. And we will always provide as much information as we can. We'll never hold anything back from anybody or hold it for class. Class is just an experience of what you're getting here. Uh, but there's gonna be obviously different discussion in class, access to instructors, questions that can be served up and answered properly. But here's a cool one, and in your state, and for New Jersey people, let me know if this applies for you guys. In most states it is. If you wanna go into a more productive arrests style police work, That'll get you start dabbling into interdiction. You will certainly pull some drug arrests. A very easy, easy thing to do is this. If you switch so over a little bit, I'm trying to see the uh, GPS of drug too. If you are having difficulty making more arrests, passengers in a motor vehicle are always of great interest. You must keep that in mind. A lot of you will stop a car and focus on the driver. The problem is, is that person driving usually isn't the one who has the warrants for their arrest. So if you're looking to bring some folks in on some arrests, you're going to start shifting your focus to the passengers a little bit. Now let's talk about how would you go about doing this? Well, we don't save New Jersey. And in most states, uh, a front seat passenger not wearing their seatbelt is required to provide identification because they're subject to a summons. In New Jersey, as a secondary offense, a rear seat passenger is has to give their ID to a police officer when they're not wearing their seatbelt, also ashing out the window, right? Another common passenger thing. If you see these things happening in New Jersey, check your state, your motor vehicle law to see if ashing falls into littering. New Jersey certainly does. A lot of great results are something that simple because when people see you and they're nervous for having a warrant for their arrest, they're gonna, if they're smokers, they're gonna start smoking and ashing out the window, but stop the car, you compel identification, if they are lying about who they are or you can't figure out who they are, you know, you got to follow the rules set forth in, in uh, State of New Jersey versus Pierce, 1994, and State versus Larkin. You know what? I'll add these pieces of case law to this video when I get back to the hotel. Um, and Ernie, I know that you, uh, you are texting me as we go on uh, when you're writing in the group. I may not be able to read this because my life may be of value. 
And if I read it, I may die while I'm driving. But I'm going to try to go back and read it. A lot of stuff going on here in Chicago on the highway right now. Secondly, if you find yourself in a position where you can't compel identification, I have yet go to a state that didn't allow you to ask for identification as a mere inquiry. And we know, uh, and now researching several states' case law, I haven't found a state yet either that requires a reasonable suspicion of criminal activity before you can actually run somebody because it's so instantaneous. It doesn't create or prolong the stop any longer than it actually has uh, that you have on the side of the road. So start focusing on the other people in the car. As a general rule, this is a good way to go. Stop worrying about the driver so much. The driver's going to be somebody, but the passenger's going to be people with the warrants. If you're looking to increase arrests as a police officer, this is a great way to go about it. State versus Lark. Remember, somebody's lying about who you are, and every other state has the same shit going on. If you think you're in your state, and when somebody's um, subject to a summons and offers you false information, or you have reason to believe they're not going to appear in response to a summons, or they're lying about who they are, I guarantee you in your state, there's either a case law or written right into your law that you can make an arrest under these pretenses. And when you can start employing that tactic, amazing things begin to happen. We bring a lot of fucked up, shitty people to justice. Sometimes you're going to swing and for the first six times, you'll get somebody with a $1,000 warrant or a $500 warrant or a $250 warrant. And then it's that 11th time, that 12th, that 15th time where you keep doing it. And all of a sudden you got a guy with an NCIC warrant four states away for a murder. If you don't think it happens, come to my classes. You can hear the testimony from other police officers who will comment on this video and tell you that is the truth. They thought it was going to be a $250 seatbelt warrant. We could hear from another police officer who was thankful to other police officers finding the guy who abused her daughter because they were employing methods and tactics as the way I'm describing them now. So if you're looking for more arrests, if you had enough of the tickets, if they require you to write tickets and they don't they want you to do that first, then you go out and you write your tickets. If you're looking to get more stats with, with and that's stats, there's a, it's not about satisfying the wants and desires of your agency. It's about you learning this craft to be a better cop and be regarded in your agency as the guy who does things or the girl who does things, the hard charger. You know what? In the beginning, they're going to have pushback, especially if you're new. Who's the person think they are? Who the fuck do they think they are? We've all been there. I've been there. Jesus Christ times so with that being said guys that's a great tactic to employ go out start focusing on the passengers know when you can compel identification know when you can arrest and work on that that's a great starter method if you're seeing people in your agency and your supervisors and you want to help them this is very easy you don't have to have the skills to uh, know when criminal activity is present based on some psychological and physiological reactions to your presence that comes with time Practice that as well, but you'll learn a lot. You'll get a lot of search incident to arrest. You'll have a lot of CDS arrests and narcotics arrests and gun arrests. Be careful when you employ this tactic. So if you're looking to become that person, it's a great way to start. And really, it's kind of how we all started. I didn't know what we were doing. I saw a uh, car being stopped on my way to the airport this morning. And I looked at it, and it's just so fucking typical for this department. Uh, not the department, just the car they had stopped is so fucking typical of what you would think as a cop would be a good car. I'm not going to get the details of you because your imagination. I'm just like, oh, oh. So, just so, so pay attention. That being said, guys, uh, I will see everybody tomorrow at Calgary Park, and I think it's cool. Uh, if you're still looking to go to the train, there's no spots open. 
So with that being said, let me just go back to see what Ernie said. Ernie from North Carolina. The only Ernie I know. Then after I took your class, came back to and told Captain about it, how good it was. So we're sending, oh shit, sending more people to Newport News. Hey man, thank you, appreciate it. Um, you know, it's interesting as we found uh, Pittsburgh's the first place we are returning to for our national program, myself specifically. And it's uh, it's quite interesting and amazing. I told my whole staff, we have five full-time members to drink out training, five full-time staff members, not including our instructors. I was like, it's going to be real interesting. We have somebody who hosts for the first time that has us back a second time to see how busy it got in uh, Pittsburgh by word of mouth. Actually, when I went out there, Pittsburgh by word of mouth, off the 18 people that went the first time I went out there because you just didn't have a lot of people show up, and I still went and showed up. My staff said, who? You're going to go out for 18 people? I said, yeah, I'm going to go out. Because when you watch these 18 people, what they're going to do, they're going to tell their friends and their coworkers. We sold out Pittsburgh in five weeks. We're still a month and change out from Pittsburgh. We sold out in 85. The next time I circled back around Pittsburgh, probably in the fall, I think we're booked again. I got to book room for 150. We had people driving in to this last week's class in New Jersey from Pittsburgh because they couldn't get to the training in Pittsburgh. And you're sitting there wondering, should you attend? Uh, I don't say that because I need your money. I'm saying it to you because it is a life-changing experience. You have two days of getting five years of experience in, in just two days. I mean, I'm back here in this area. Hobart, Indiana was the second place I went to ever in the national program. Here I am back here doing Hobart again. After day one, they said, we've got to have you back every year. It's no problem. And then I'm, being, I'm hosting here. Then another place, Valpo, is hosting another training. And then another place in this area is hosting another training, all about two and a half months apart from each other. Finding money, wanting to get their guys to get through the training, using their grant money, using their fund, their seizure money, whatever it may be, because the value of this training, uh, you know, it's there's a reason why we're going to teach five to 6,000 tops alone myself personally this year. That being said, guys, be safe out there. Deploy the tactics. Be smart. Ernie, thank you so much for uh, the time words. I will see everybody tomorrow, bright and early. My whole family has the flu. Hopefully, I get spared. See you.